Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. It's your guy Larry, and you just tuned into Larry's Biblecast. How you guys doing today, this week? Just another uh, wonderful and awesome day that the Lord has blessed us to see. How many of you um, are getting through your your week and your the month of March so far? So, man, I've been uh, I've been quite busy myself. So, I've uh, I work uh, through the uh, through the weekend sometimes. So, well, actually, uh, all the time. And uh, so it doesn't give me afford me the opportunity sometimes that I like to be able to to do recordings and things like this. But um, I'm happy to be able to to get a, a episode in and 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 share the uh, the good news, the good news of Jesus Christ and what we all can learn. So listen, we're gonna get into the next um the next day of the uh devotional of uh, favor and so i know that uh several times i think i might have said that we're getting through it day by day uh sometimes a little bit by more like week by week so in case you don't hear the next episode which is another day episode uh don't feel like you missed out on anything <laughs> so we're we're getting through it um week by week so in case you're, you're wondering about that. Anyways, um, well, let's continue to um, keep people in prayer, of course, and pray for uh, the people of Ukraine over there in, 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 that, in that part of the world. There is still um, a lot of fighting, um, a lot of fighting. Unfortunately, a, um, uh, a time where we're living in a time now where we're, we have a country that is trying to uh, overtake another country. And um, boy, there's so much going on um, over in that part of the world, I would have to say. Also, um, also pray for those of us that are, um, you know, we're still going through the, the, I guess, the ending of the pandemic, so to speak. I know that uh, all depends on what what part of the United States you're living in. Um, there are different uh, requirements or uh, mandates that some states have are starting to begin to relax some of those, whether it be vaccination, um, vaccination mandates uh, or the the mass mandates or what have you. Um, I know there's quite a bit of back and forth a little bit on some of the school districts and, and things like that I've been hearing about. So I would err on the side of just making sure that everyone stays safe, uh, even still as we are, um, hopefully the numbers from what is being reported, the numbers are, are going down, starting to get less and less uh, hospital, hospitalizations and deaths. And so that's very important. And listen, no, like I said before, and I've said this before, I said this again, no matter what uh, side of the fence you, you, you're you on and believe on and, and whatnot, and whether you believe the news or not, um, just make sure you stay safe, you know, just make sure you stay safe, whether it's um, the virus, the, the, the virus that has been going on, or whether it's a flu virus, even uh, whether it's 
um, colds or what have you. I mean, everybody, you can you cannot deny that people get sick, whether it's by this or not. We all get sick sometimes. So make sure you do the necessary things, whether it's um, whether it's um, uh, taking your vitamins, uh, taking some kind of supplements sometimes, which is always good to do. Um, make sure you drink, you know, plenty of, of good fluids. And I'm not talking about soda or, or alcohol, beer. I'm talking about, you know, water. Water is always uh, a, a great go-to uh, to make sure that you get um, some good, uh, just make sure you have fluids that are, are, are keeping your body um, intact and stuff. So water is always good. Water's always good, and that's and and I'm talking to myself too because a lot of times I drink, um, I might want to drink some something something added to my water. So anyway, <laughs> so hopefully you guys are having a wonderful week. Um, let's pray for um, let's just pray for one another um, as as the month goes here, okay? And so we're going to get into day six of the devotional favor. Hopefully you guys are ready for that. And um, yeah, well, let's sit back and get ready for this next awesome episode of Larry's Bible Cast. All right. All right. So. Uh, let's get into um, the devotional today. We are in day six of the devotional, the version devotional favor. And so we've been really kind of getting through um, day day by day on this devotional. This is um, pretty long devotional reading uh, uh, as far as, you know, daily. Um, it's a 21 day devotion. So some of you may in- enjoy this. And so um, we've been learning quite a bit going through the certain devotionals that we've been going through. So um, I, I like them because a lot of times, you know, when we get into them, you start to understand them a little bit more from the perspective of, you know, the scriptures and opening up the scriptures and how God begins to kind of kind of uh, lighten or uh, highlight on certain things, you know, that you didn't see before. So. Um, I think it's always, always interesting. So listen, without further ado, before we get into the devotional, let's have a word of prayer before we get into this. Um, so the Lord is, can, can enlighten our minds and, and our understanding about the scriptures. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for another day. We thank you for just watching over us, keeping us safe and providing for us and stabilizing us financially, as well as um, just all our needs and things like that. Thank you for favor. Thank you for provision. Thank you for a constant provision and faithfulness, Lord. And we just thank you so much for everything you have done and, and are doing and will do. Lord, I just thank you for this word today, Lord God. And we ask right now that you open our minds and our hearts and prepare our hearts for whatever you're going to say in our word, in this word, in this this episode of this devotional. Thank you so much for giving us the word so that we can learn and and be more like you and learn of you and get to know you even more so, so that we can become better men and women, Lord. And I thank you for each one of our our listeners that are listening right now. And just thank you so much for um, just being a part of this um, awesome community of believers as we get into this word. Praise God. In Jesus name we pray. Thank God. Amen. 
All right. So our, our scripture reading is going to come out of the book of Matthew, chapter seven, verse seven and 11. It says, ask and it will be given to you. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Let's read that one more time. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Now, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Let's keep, let's continue on here. Your heavenly father delights in giving you gifts. There is nothing you can do to make God love you more. And there is nothing you can do to cause God to love you less. You are his child and your heavenly father delights in giving you gifts. The enemy will lie and try to shame you into making you believe that you don't deserve God's goodness in your life. Yet, while we are still sinners, Christ died for us, died for us. It is because of the blood of Jesus that we receive anything by grace, including God's favor. Ask for an increased portion of favor today. Believe and receive favor for your health, your relationships, your workplace, your neighborhood, your finances. No good thing he thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Wow, it's pretty awesome, right? So let's um this is gonna be uh kind of a short one, I guess you wanna call it. Um so we got uh let's see here two more scriptures to read and um I'm sorry, three more scriptures. So it's not bad. So let's go let's go right here to um Ephesians chapter two, verse eight. And it says here, it says, for grace, for by grace, you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a it is the gift of God. Let's read that one more time. It says, for by grace, you have been saved through faith and that not and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Man, this is powerful. Um, So listen. It is a gift of God that we get salvation. It is nothing that we earn. It is nothing that we have to work toward or anything. But this is given to us. The work that was done, it was already done through Jesus Christ. And it, when I say the work, like he was the sacrifice. He was the one that that was put on the cross for all of our sins. Every single last one of us from the time of Adam all the way to now. And... None of us, like according to the Bible, according to uh, what the scriptures or re scripture readings are, you know, the pathway to salvation. We we start to understand that uh, no one, no one is perfect. No one has done extremely good or half good. Um, just our thoughts, our thought process, how how we are, how we behave, is not according to how God does or would do. See, so. Just our human nature, by being born in this world, a world of sin, we are already contaminated. 
Yes, I'm going to say that again. Just because you're born and you you have a nice, innocent little son or a nice, little innocent daughter, and she's just a precious thing in the world, she is, she or he has been born into this world of sin. That means you that they are already contaminated before they have even done anything wrong. Listen to this. Speaking of that, most children, all children, as a matter of fact, have to be taught to do the right thing, right? They will naturally, they will naturally gravitate to something that is wrong to do. They will naturally want something that doesn't belong to them. They will naturally, naturally, uh, get angry, get mad, get, start to cry, start to fuss when they can't have something that they know that they shouldn't have or do, or when you, you as a parent have to tell them, don't do this, don't touch that, right? That is the, by nature. Now, of course, we have to train them, but when they get upset, when they get angry, or as we become uh, as a little bit older than infants, we become uh, uh, adolescents and toddlers, we still are gravitating or gravitate to the wrong thing. I used this example um, once before that you, you as a parent might have a, a cookie jar and you take, you say to your son or your daughter, don't don't touch that that the cookies in the cookie jar. You leave the room or the kitchen or wherever you have placed this cookie jar and they will naturally want to go in there. Why? Because the temptation is already set inside of us. We are naturally bent toward not only curiosity, but going toward the thing that we're told that we can't have. You see, we are, in other words, that mere example given to us, it shows that we naturally go against whatever is told that we can't do or should not do. Not just can't do, but should not do. Adam and Eve was a great example, right? You had the Garden of Eden, you had all the trees in the garden, but you had one tree that God had specifically told them that of, of this tree, you should not eat. You should not eat of the fruit of this tree. You should not even touch it. But because of that, because of that very once command, Satan that played a part in this too was the one that began to tempt Eve into saying, looking at that one tree out of all the trees in the garden. You can eat of any of the trees in the garden, but because God said you cannot eat of this one tree, that became the tree and that became the, the, the catalyst for sin to come into the world. Ain't that something? But that's really not the point of this. This one of, that is one of the points of this. But this verse here specifically is saying that for by grace you have been saved. What are you being saved from? You're being saved from the life of sin, the life that we have been born of into sin. Now it says through faith. What does that mean? That means through faith. That means that you naturally believe, you naturally trust, you naturally put your trust in the one who is Jesus Christ who have put himself on the cross and now he has has bled and died for us and he has become the sacrifice for all of humanity's sins. So guess what? You and I, if we put our faith and our trust in what the work of Christ, of what God has done, what God has provided, guess what? We are saved. We are saved from what? We are saved from the life of sin. We are also saved from eternal damnation of, of separation from God, which is hell. 
Okay, and so that that becomes that. In other words, the punishment for sin is 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 eternal uh, eternal separation from the Lord. In other words, when you die, when you die from from this life, when you are put in the ground and your soul goes somewhere else, then that soul either goes to heaven or goes to hell. If you have not trusted the Lord Jesus Christ in your lifetime while you're living, guess what? Your soul goes to hell. That means that you will be eternally separated from God. And then if you are trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ for your salvation, if you put your faith and your trust in him and the work that he has done, the gift that that God has given us through his son, Jesus Christ, guess what? You will be going to heaven, which is eternal uh, relationship with God for all eternity. Amen. Those of us that have put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ have already entered his presence is already in his presence right now. Even though they are passed away and their bodies are in the ground, the soul that's the soul is now in the presence of the Lord. There's a scripture where I can't find it, but it says absent from the body and present with the Lord. Amen. So it's so important for us to understand that, that this, this scripture is a very good scripture. This is one of the scriptures that I suggest that you should kind of memorize Ephesians two and eight for by grace, you have been saved. Notice that it says for by grace, okay, for by grace is so important. That's a powerful word by grace because it is the grace of God. In other words, you and I didn't, didn't deserve to be saved. We didn't, we didn't deserve it, but it was by grace. And it says through faith by, and it says here, and not of yourselves. That means we didn't do anything to deserve it. We didn't do anything to make it happen. It was a gift of God. That means God gave it freely. You didn't have to do anything. Amen. Praise God for that. Some of us need to really be excited and praise God for the fact that we have been saved by grace of God. Amen. Because guess what? Some of us have done some really heinous stuff, including myself. Okay. So I'm, I'm not sitting here saying that I've, I've deserved, deserve heaven. I deserve hell. Okay, but at the same time, God is so loving and so forgiving that he looked over my stuff and he looked at it. He didn't say he didn't. He listen, let me let this make this clear. He did not say that it was all right what you did, but he is saying despite of what you did, despite of how you live, despite of the decisions you made, despite, despite of the lifestyle that you know that you did. God says, I have forgiven you and I'm going to save you. And if you put your trust and your faith in my son, Jesus Christ, guess what? You will be saved. You will not be condemned to go to hell. You will have eternal life with me forever. If you put your trust and your faith and your reliance on the Lord Jesus Christ, on the, on the fact that the, the sacrifice that was made on the cross is for us. Amen. Praise God, man. What a powerful and awesome verse. Now, James 1 says this. This is James 1, chapter chapter 1, verse 17. It says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes from the Father of lights who with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Amen. So this simply means that every gift... Everything that you that you desire, every every good gift that you that you desire uh, from from the Lord, basically comes from the Lord. It doesn't come from nowhere else. 
listen, the, the, the gifts could be the gift of, of exhortation, the gifts of serving, the gift of, of greeting, uh, the gift of helps, the gift of preaching, the gift of, of proclaiming the gospel. These all come from the, from the Lord. The gift of singing, the gift of talents, your treasures. Um, maybe you have a gift of wealth. That means that you know, that you are a seed sower. All of us should be seed sowers, but those that have extreme amount of wealth are, are given this gift. Why? Because they should be not hoarders, but sowers. Amen. So this shows us here that every good gift comes comes from the Lord, basically. And it says every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. Listen, you are here for a purpose. You have a reason for being here. God has already set in motion why you're here and there's a there is a reason um there is a destination for you and me in other words you're not here just to just to fill in a space you're here to do something for the lord you're here to do something good for god and that's this is an awesome thing and with every person you, God is giving you a gift. He's giving you something, something that you can do, a talent, a, a talent that you have. And that talent is not to be to be used any kind of way, but just to be used for the spreading of the gospel or they or the or to give praise to the father. In other words, when someone sees and is blessed by your gift, they are to not just not praise you, but they need to be praising God. Amen. There is there's people now that have wonderful and awesome gifts, but they have allowed themselves to be be idolized and idol worship. That means people worship them and not and not the Lord that has given them the gifts and they allow that to happen. A lot of times they get they get to that place where they've been put on a pedestal and that's not good because what happens, those things begin to happen and guess what? They go down the path, the wrong path. Amen. So we want to make sure that the gifts that God has given us, that we're using it in the right way, but we're using it to glorify and honor the Lord. Amen. So the next one we're going to read is first Peter chapter, chapter four, verse 10. It says, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another a, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Amen. This is so awesome. Again, this is showing us here that God is giving you a gift not to just flaunt it and do whatever and just be boastful about it in a, in a sense that look at me and look at what I can do. No, God is saying, I'm giving you this gift, number one, to be a good steward over it. That means to manage it, to do exactly what God has, has blessed you to do. There is a parable about the man, about uh, a person with the talents. And there was given uh, a person with, say, 10 talents, a person, another one with, I believe it was seven or five. And then there was another one that had one talent. This person with one talent felt bad because he only had one talent. He didn't have uh, the talents of, of the person that had 10. So he felt like, well, I don't have much to give. I don't have much to do with this talent. So what did he do? He buried that talent. Well, um, when the, when the, um, I believe it was when the, when the master 
came back to see whether or not that what they have done with their talents. They found out the one with the one talent had buried his gift. He buried it and didn't do anything with it. So guess what? He he actually uh, uh, condemned this person with the one talent, said to call him lazy. You know why? Because he didn't do what he was supposed to do with that talent. He didn't use it wisely. He felt like since he didn't have anything else to do other than just the one talent, he would figure I'm not going to go ahead and do what I'm supposed to do with that talent. Listen, and then, the, of course, in that parable, and I have to find it just to, I might be paraphrasing it wrong. Correct me if I if I am. But that per, but the master, according to the story that Jesus was telling, they, he took that talent and gave it to someone else. Now, there was two versions of this. There's one with the talents. And I want to say it was one with the had to do with the with the with with money basically had to do with money and it had to do with investing and it was the same sort of parable because it had to do with investment investing investing your money in the right direction so again it's the same thing jesus or god wants you and wants all of us to use our talent wisely but he wants us to be good stewards over what we have listen it's not for just for us. Just because you have a gift doesn't mean that it's just for you. It's for those that are around you. Amen. It's for those to for you to make an impact on other people's lives. If you sit up here and you know the word, you know the gospel, you know you have a gift. Amen. Then you die. Guess what? God is not going to be pleased with you. He's not going to be pleased if you hoard your gift to yourself. In other words, be a person, a man or woman that shines, that 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 brings out his gift, that 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 makes an impact on li- on the lives of others. Amen. He looks at it like God wants to be known not just through you, but also through others that are around you. Amen. So that's just something that um, that I wanted to share with you today, and uh, just really, really, really want to. Um, to kind of get into that. Listen, we're going to take a quick little break and we're going to come right back. We're going to speak a little bit more on this. Hopefully you enjoy it and uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. So welcome back. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to uh, go toward the conclusion of this episode today. And uh, hopefully you've been enjoying it. And uh, this last part, it's going to be rather lengthy. So um, this is going to be in Matthew chapter seven. <clears throat> it says here, it says, do not judge others or uh, and you will not be judged. Let's read that one more time. Do not judge others and you will not be judged for you will end, you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye. Hypocrite. First, get rid of the log in your own eye. 
then you will you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to, to pigs. They will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only only few ever find it. Be aware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way they act. Can you pick up grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so can so you can identify people by their actions. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and perform miracles, many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. Verse 24, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. 
for he taught with real authority, quite unlike their teachers of religious law. So that's what I read was Matthew 7 to you guys. Um, this was quite a bit. And so we're not going to we're not going to go in and break down a lot of this in the verses. But one of the things that that um, was the highlight of this verse that uh, or highlight of this chapter, excuse me, was the fact that when he was saying we start out saying about keep asking and you will receive and keep uh, for, you know, keep asking for what you received and keep seeking and keep knocking for the door will be open. He, he says that before he goes into verse nine, talks about you parents, if your children, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? And it says, of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give give good gifts to those who ask? Now, this is a very simple question or simple, simple statement in a way. When you think about it, this is it's almost like it's common sense, right? He was, he's letting you know how simple and how easy it is to ask the Lord for gifts. He, you know, one of the things that uh, I was reading a verse about, uh, and it was in, in the uh, verse of the day portion of the of the version Bible app, and that was the fact that, you know, he talks about asking for the Holy Spirit. You know, God wants to give each and every one of us a gift, but he also wants to give us the discernment or give us the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is one that that is is the is the third person of the trinity it is not a it it is a he it is it is him himself who who abides within us it's in so important it's matter of fact it's it's mandatory that when you become a, a christian when you accept uh the, the lord jesus christ your personal savior and and get salvation that you must you must receive the Holy Spirit. Um, I want to. I want to. Maybe another time, but I want to go into sharing with you. Uh, there is a portion of the disciples when they were at the day of Pentecost, and they were empowered by the Holy Spirit. Now, it, it's. I grew up in a Pentecostal church. And in the church, you know, of course, you know, we was I was a lot younger. I was just a kid, you know, not really truly understanding that. And, you know, we had our own way of, you know, as we were celebrating and praising God and stuff like that. And, and sometimes, you know, we would say the spirit, the spirit is, uh, you know, got up on some people when they're dancing and shouting. But as I got older, I, I began to understand that the Holy Spirit is one who guides you. It's, you know, he's the one that will guide you through your Christian walk. In other words, as you walk this life, as you, you know, go through your daily things and what you do and as you mature, um, mature as, a, you know, on your own, but also mature in the Lord. You know, as you read the word, you read God's word, you begin to follow God's ways. The Holy Spirit is there and and he will always um, prompt you in ways of, of knowing what is right to do. You know, um, I know I experienced myself 
one of one of my experiences has always been um, when I first received uh, Christ in my heart. Um, what ended up happening was the Holy Spirit, you know, began to show me um, there were things that were in my life um, that I was doing that was not good according to God's spirit. And it's so important because God's going to he's going to tell you like this is not good for you to watch. This is not good for you to be involved in. This is not good for you to to be listening to. And and instead, uh, God wants to replace those things um, that you normally do, the habits and the places you go, the things that you watch or, or the things you listen to. He wants to replace those things with the things that will help enhance you um, spiritually as well. And and, um, you know, I want to share this with with some of my listeners, some of you, my listeners. Right. When you first receive Christ, yeah, you're going to be raw. You're going to be, you know, you're going to be like a diamond in the rough, basically. You know, you're, you know, you're coming to him as you are. You know how some people tell you in church, come as you are. And they're not lying when they say that. It's very true. God wants you to come as you are, just the way you are. Unfinished, maybe rough maybe broken, maybe kind of, you know, whatever, whatever you feel you are cussing or say you feel filthy, you feel un, un, just unworthy. God wants you to come just the way you are. You know why? Because he loves to take people like yourself and like myself that have had issues and have had uh, problems and and maybe have bad habits and and done some wicked things, and he likes to change you and he likes to clean you up and he likes to fill you, takes the junk out of you, so to speak, and fill you with his spirit, and that's simply what the Holy Spirit does. So the Holy Spirit begins to to fill your fill you with his spirit as you walk according to his ways as you go. You know, you're still no different. You're still going to work, going to school, going to, uh, you know, carrying on your life as normal. But you're just not taking upon the things that you would normally take. And it's one thing to try to say, I'm not going to do this no more. I'm not going to do that. But when the Holy Spirit is inside of you, when you have invited him in, when you talk to, to God and say, I want your Holy Spirit. I, I want to receive the Spirit of God in within my life. I want to learn how to live according to, to your ways, right? God will do that instantly, not just gradually, not just, oh, I got a little bit of His Holy Spirit today. No, he, no, God gives you His Spirit as soon as you ask, Okay, and he uses this verse when he talks about this in Matthew seven. He talks about it because he says uh, about parents. He uses the 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 example of a parent and a child. If your child asks for a loaf of bread, do you give him a stone? It says, or if you or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? He said, of course not. He said, if you sinful people know how to give get good gifts to your children, how much more? Will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask? He compares that. And the reason why is because it's very simple. You simply ask. 
You simply ask. And I want to also stress the importance here that he talks about parent and children. And the reason why I say that, because there's a relationship here. There's a relationship between a parent and a child. It's not a parent and a stranger. It's not a child and a stranger, right? It's a parent and a child. There is a bond there. And so when you're asking your heavenly father, guess what? This is your heavenly father. This is not some stranger. This is not somebody that you don't know. You accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your as your personal savior, as your savior and your Lord. And so now what does that do? That puts you in in direct relationship, in direct co- connection with in a bond with your heavenly father. There is a covenant now that you have between heaven, your heavenly father and you. Jesus Christ is in the center and he has been the mediator and pulled both of you together. So now you do have a relationship with your father. And guess what? Anytime you ask your father for a gift, meaning the gift of the Holy Spirit, it is a free gift. You don't have to do anything to earn that. You don't have to be good enough to earn it. Just like you don't have to be good enough to, to ask for salvation. You simply ask. And guess what? God is so wonderful and so awesome, but he's so loving and caring that, yes, he will give you the Holy Spirit. It is his intention to give you the Holy Spirit. Why? It's because he wants you to walk according to his ways. He wants you to be able to to be pleasing from the from the person that you were to the person you will become and the holy spirit as i said before is the one who will guide you to help you to become the child of god that he sees you to be amen so this is very important and the gifts as we were talking about in this devotion he talks about this by way of 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 a gift and that he for sure is going to give the things that he wants to give to you. Now, I'm going um, to get back around to this, but I want to also um, remind everyone of this, m- my listeners. It says in verse 13 and 14, it says, You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its, and its, and its gate is wide for many who choose that way. Okay, but the gate of to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few, very few find it. I want to I want to talk a little bit about this only because this is a very important verse. We live in a world today that so many people have so many different ideas. They have ideas and they have uh, they have ideas on on what God is like, what heaven is like, what what Christianity might be like. They have ideas on what happens after you die, where you go, um um how do you get to heaven if God will just accept everybody just the way they are. Um and I'm I'm saying when I say that in the context of 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 the fact that not just accepting you as you are, yes, he does. But there are so many people that you might either have talked to and they have this idea that 
that you can get you can you can just live your life any kind of way without accepting the Lord Jesus Christ, without accepting the Holy Spirit, without really having a sincere and a genuine and a authentic relationship with God and just get into heaven. And according to this verse, that's not true. He's he makes a comparison about entering God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. Now, it's so important, you know, since some of you are listening to me, maybe some of you are seeking um, a direction. Maybe you guys are seeking, um, seeking this. But at the same time, just remember this, that Jesus Christ is the only way. And it's not my rules. It's not it's not somebody else's rules. It's what God has established. God sent his only begotten son into the world so that we can so that he can die for all of us for for every human being in order to receive salvation salvation just like we've we've went over before it's a free gift we don't have to earn it we don't have to be good enough to earn it matter of fact the 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 qualification for salvation is that you have to be sinful that sounds strange but there's no one that's perfect so you automatically qualify i qualify god loves you and wants to have you so much that the fact that he is able or wanted to and had already given his life for you and me. So don't allow um, the idea ideologies of the world to make you think that you can go into the kingdom of God any old kind of way. The highway to hell, like it says, is broad and its gate is wide for many who choose that way. That means there are so many ways that go to hell. There's so many ways that go through, go through, go to hell, which is separation from God forever. That's not the way to God. It's the way to hell. It's the way to eternal damnation. It's the way to being eternally separated from the Lord. Amen. So be very cautious and aware of the teachings that are out there. There are so many, and what I tell you, there's so many false religions, there's so many false beliefs, there's so many false ways. Stick with the Word of God. Stick with the Bible. Just start off in the very basics, and this is one of the reasons why that I enjoy what I do on this podcast is because I want to share with people that that Jesus Christ not only is the way, the truth, and the life, but he's the only way. He is the only way. And and it's simple. Salvation is simple. You have to trust and you have to believe and you have to have faith that in the work and the work that Jesus Christ has done on the cross. That's the first step. And as you go from there, then like we went into about asking for the Holy Spirit. He follows this here as a matter of fact. And I did say I was going to stop at 14. But he does say in verse 15 of this same chapter, beware of false prophets who disguise themselves as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their by their fruit. That is by the way they act. You can you pick can you pick uh, grapes from thorn bushes and figs from thistles. A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad, bad fruit. 
Okay, a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Again, this is very simple. This is he's Jesus is really breaking this down, letting you know. That there will be and there already are in our day false prophets, false teachers, false evangelists, false Christians that pretend to be Christians. Remember, they can fake it on the outside, but over time you'll begin to understand and see, oh, this person's not real. This person's not authentic. This this is not a genuine Christian. This is a person that's pretending to be. And so I, I just want you to 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 really take heed to some of these some of the verses again i highly suggest you read um thoroughly matthew 7 and ask the lord to begin to reveal to you um the things that he wants you to get from this chapter it's very important and very great chapter um to read um because jesus himself was talking the last verse I want to share with you is out of Matthew chapter, I mean, I'm sorry, First uh, Peter uh, chapter 4. And it simply says this, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. So very important as you understand um, God's way and you get closer to the Lord and he begins to give you the spiritual gifts that he wants for you. In other words, the things that you will, God will use through you to impact others around you and, and, and make an impact on the world. So it's so important. There might be gifts of, of preaching and teaching and exhortation, might be gifts of just helps and serving one another. Um, but whatever it is that God has given you and, and will give you is for not just for you, but for the others around you. And so I want you to just really be encouraged. Ask the Lord in your life what it is that he wants you to do for yourself, for you, for your, for the world around you. God is a loving God and he's an awesome God. So um, that's about it for us today. I really appreciate everything, uh, all, all of you that are listening and have been listening and following along. I so, surely, surely appreciate it. And so without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. Um, I will be talking to you soon. Enjoy the rest of your week. And we'll continue on in this awesome devotional called Favor, because God is always giving us favor through everything according to that. And we've also learned how God's gifts and the Holy Spirit is, is an example of God's favor in your life. All right. You have a wonderful day and a, and a wonderful week. I'll be talking to you soon. God bless every single one of you.